0: Ba dum, ba dum, ba dum, ba dum, ba dum, ba It's a little bit different this time around. It's like a like a hip hop beat. <laughs> Some 808s this time around. <laughs> uh, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to episode three of Ten Tenth Podcast. <laughs> Well, this is the first time that in India India and I are um oh yeah, it's brought to you by India Monroe and John <laughs> Burkhart. And this is the first time that we're actually recording in the same room together. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um so India gets to see the um all the equipment and this is the first time that you're having to hear your voice live as we record.
1: Yikes. I'm so sorry to everyone who has to listen. You to sound me. fine. <laughs>
0: But being able to do that does give you like better control of what you're producing. I um, you kind of
1: feel legit with this headset on.
0: Right? Yeah. Well it's a it's a like no joke broadcasting headset. That oh we like use. for
1: real? It's like it's
0: Oh yeah, like that's a uh, for our gear heads out there, it's a um
1: what is it? He took his headset off to look it's at it. It's an
0: Audio Technica BPH.
1: Why didn't you just look at my headset S1? instead of because then I'd have to get off. up.
0: But it's a BPH S <laughs> one. Um, they're pretty rad. They work really well for when we're doing our live broadcast for the super tour. And
1: okay. This is not an ad.
0: It, well, think they're, <laughs> <laughs> like they're a partner or something. I just, you know, just, uh, I know that there's people out there that appreciate talking about gear. Anywho. Um, yeah. So we're in, uh, super sunny Dallas, Texas, Woohoo! not Missouri,
1: not Missouri, most decidedly not Missouri. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, um, and I'm down here visiting uh, uh, India and her husband, Houston, and they're two adorable puppy dogs.
1: It's true. They're pretty adorable. Yeah.
0: One is Sunny and Molly.
1: <laughs> if you hear squeaks, that's why. Yeah. Squeaky toys.
0: But they're pretty red. I like them. They're cute. They're adorable. And Sunny comes and snuggles with me on the couch that I sleep on. It's true. Yep. You oh. should feel special. Yeah. Um. So it's been oh, three weeks four weeks uh since the last recording um that we did at uh high plains in colorado with uh randall
1: well you did it at high plains in colorado
0: yes and you were in dallas um uh so uh we've had quite a few things that we've done uh since then um we want to kind of go through our different camping experiences that we've had um yesterday we decided to go do some uh gear review and uh some shopping. We went to REI and Dallas. Uh it was um so I've been to a couple of different REIs around the country for equipment and whatnot. Um and I wanted to go there to go look at tent stuff and the Dallas store I uh, I was a little disappointed in what they had on the display in for tents.
1: I'm wondering if it's like an REI co op. So, it's mostly there to, like, provide gear and clothes and things like that. Because don't all the REIs have, like, a climbing wall and, like, this one did not? Um. Like, maybe it's just, like, the REI outlet.
0: I don't. And I think all the ones I've been in haven't had one. That's
1: weird. Because
0: I've been to the one in Houston and I've been to the one in KC. And I'm pretty, if I remember correctly, neither one of those had those. And I went to the one in Houston and they had tons. Well, not tons, but they had several tents on display that you could actually check out and they had room to be able to pull out different ones and set them up to like see what they're all about but this one they just had one tent out and on the floor you could actually like really take a look at and then they had a couple that were like up on high displays that you really couldn't get into yeah or just check out at all and then they had these like kind of like crummy binder books that were falling apart that had been beat up a bunch that kind of like, they, I mean, honestly, like if I went on their website and read the product description, it would be better than what was provided on these pages.
1: It was not a fully immersive uh, tent shopping experience for you.
0: Yes, I would agree with this.
1: Or for me, I guess, for that matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, but we did get to at least try one tent out um, that had a air mattress set up in it. Uh, what did you think of it?
1: Um, The air mattress? Yeah. I mean, it's better than sleeping on the ground. I would assume, right? That's a fair point. Um, maybe a full-size bed, maybe a little bit bigger than a twin. Yeah. I wouldn't want to share it, I guess. Like, right. maybe I would share it with my husband for, like, cuddling purposes, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to share it with, like, a buddy. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. And I feel like the tent wasn't big enough for two of them.
0: For two of those air mattresses? No. Um, They would be probably... You wouldn't have any room for anything else.
1: I did appreciate, though, that there were lots of pockets on the inside of the tent. That like was kind of On the walls neat. of the tent?
0: Yeah, I think that was an REI tent or it was their other big brand that they carry. I can't remember what it was. Agnes, Big Agnes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, yeah, so with the sleeping systems, or not the sleeping systems, but like the uh, air mattresses and stuff, I'm not a big air mattress fan. I'm six foot and over 200 pounds and most air mattresses just like either my hips or one at least one part of my body will push down through most of it so i'm a much bigger fan of cots um for backpacking that doesn't work out too well but for like um like if i'm if it's not a short distance from where i'm parked or if i'm camping near my vehicle a cot is much better maybe
1: you need a hammock
0: um I've kind of looked at those, but I really haven't tried one. Um, my I think my only kind of camics are really good for like backpacking, and if I was backpacking a lot more, then I probably would be looking at those.
1: Oh, then why is a backpacking complication even a factor in this discussion? Then because you don't backpack anymore.
0: I mean, I still, yeah, and. In the last few years, I haven't backpacked.
1: Because you're doing, like, race car camping now, right? Yes.
0: Primarily, yes. Um, So, in that case, then, yeah, it's really just cot uh, for me. And they did have a hybrid cot that was half cot, half air mattress. Um, But it had, like, a woven frame for the cot, and it just sunk a bunch, so it's just like the same issue that I have with regular air mattresses.
1: It didn't look fun to no. me, honestly. <laughs> it was
0: really big, which was kind of cool. So like, kind of like cradled you, so that was neat. But it was still just not a fan of it. And I I know that there's other versions out there that have a more rigid cot, and then with a softer like air mattress type or foam mattress on top that I I would love to try out.
1: I mean, look, my gripes with camping are numerous, but <laughs> one of my biggest issues is comfort while sleeping. And yes. what I really need out of my sleeping experience is the ability to sleep on my side, which I feel like mm, yep. a cot like that with multiple hinges and things like that, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have no use for.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I can tell totally, Yeah. For the most part, a lot of camping, sleeping on your side just doesn't work well. Um...
1: Anyway, yeah, I feel I, like the tent was adequate just to be near a tent together.
0: Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and well, it was
1: funny to, like, wander around REI.
0: Yeah, we did some uh, promotional photographs so we can update some of our uh, our um, promotional stuff. So
1: I don't know if there are any office fans out there, but uh, there was definitely a recreation of the picture of Michael and Jan from Jamaica, and... Um, I don't want to ruin it for you. But uh John was Jan.
0: Yeah. Um, but they got angry when I tried to take my shirt off, so <laughs> I didn't get to uh to go I didn't get to fully commit.
1: Missed opportunity. Yeah.
0: Um so there's REI. Um I get to go look and also looked at the uh boots that I had. Um because 'cause I'm the uh, Merrills that I have are getting really worn out so I'm boot shopping again. Uh but uh yeah, I think that was Really the big highlights of REI that we were able to kind of check out. Um, But since we last recorded.
1: Well, you found your new favorite book.
0: Yes, I did. Uh, That was um, Curious George Goes Camping.
1: Did you learn a lot?
0: I did. Life lessons? Yeah. It was a bit of a game changer for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely put that on like John's top three um, Christmas recommended gifts. Mm Mm-hmm. So
1: like everyone in your family is gonna get a Curious George goes camping.
0: Yeah, but I'm gonna photocopy it.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty sure that's illegal. It's a thought that matters. Uh, good for you.
0: Yeah, it's the thought that matters.
1: What is that book like? Five dollars? Come on.
0: Uh, well, at REI, it was probably like twenty-five.
1: I don't know. Keep talking. I'm gonna look it up.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So. Well, um. In the meantime, um. We had another uh Time Trials National Tour event at Heartland Park, Heartland Motorsports Park in Topeka, Kansas. And uh with that being my home track, I camped with my Midwest Division buddies. Um and they also had uh early in the year, um the Country Thunder Festival that was in Kansas in a different location of the state. Um it uh they got a ton of rain and flooding at the campsite that they use. Uh, it's oh, $5. Career storage is $5.
1: It's $5. Okay. So just maybe, go buy it.
0: Okay. Fine. Oh gosh, just go just go buy it. It
1: has bonus activities inside.
0: Ooh, it did have those. I had to, I had to make sure that I didn't write in the book that I wasn't buying. Um, the, uh, so they had this, this country planner thing that got rained out, uh, earlier in the year that they scheduled at the same time at Heartland motor sports park, um, And Harlan Motorsports Park is a really big property because they they have a full, they have a two and a half mile road course. They have a half mile drag race um, strip, which has, if I remember correctly, has several like top speed records currently at that track. Um, It has a oval track. It has a dirt track. um, It has big fields that they've had.
1: So it's a motorsports park.
0: Yeah, but it's a—it's not like most like so. There's a lot of them that ha- that are like that, but like a lot of times it's like a NASCAR oval track with a with a roval built into it. This is like way bigger. Hmm. Um, so we did our event on the infield of the track, and the Country Thunder thing was taking place in an entirely different part of the field of the property. And I think they had like twenty thousand people there, and like our we never interfered with each other. Wild uh and traffic really wasn't a problem shout out to uh topeka police department for doing a really good job of dealing with that um but we got so much rain like it was bananas how much rain like
1: solar nationals 2008 2018 worse Worse. this was
0: really hardcore i don't believe you no it was really really bad rain throughout most of the night um there was so much rain going through that we could, look we could actually, everybody could actually figure out the aerodynamics of their vehicles, because the wind was so strong and it was pushing the rain so hard underneath the uh, the parking lot lights um, that you could see how the water would push across the vehicles, um, and I camped through that. It was pretty cool. The, my tent, I had a Col- I have a Coleman like four-person tent and that thing was billowing like crazy and i had it underneath some trees and right next to a trailer to block the wind and it was still getting knocked around like crazy
1: if you didn't have like 3 inches of water in your tent i feel like you cannot say it was worse than so national no, last year
0: it was worse i didn't have that much my tent leaked because of the wind but i didn't have that much rain in my tent because I was smart about where I put it.
1: And now we have reached another reason why I don't want to go camping.
0: That's a silly reason. You just have to be smart about it.
1: I don't want to be in the rain if I don't, like, want to be in the rain.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, not a lot of... I mean, so it's okay to be a fair-weather camper.
1: I mean, I just... I I don't want to be flooded by stuff.
0: Well, I mean, only people who, like, live in a levee get flooded camping or i mean just in general just in life you know like it's like don't don't build your house below sea level don't camp on the low spot of the property don't like if you don't want to get electrocuted by lightning don't sit under a giant tree or like next to a flagpole
1: it feels like a strange argument for someone from louisiana to be making
0: hey i never live in the levee Okay. Of Louisiana, I always live on high grounds outside the living. I
1: feel like we're bordering on insensitivity. <laughs> like,
0: no offense to anybody who's gotten flooded out there, uh, but, um. yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anywho, but yeah, Harlan Park was pretty rad. It was a really good time. Um, uh, everybody seemed to have a really good time. The Country Thunder uh, Festival got canceled early because uh, they got lightning on the stage.
1: Wait, where did our uh, one podcast friends stay? Uh, Were they they, camping too?
0: Yeah, so they camped. um, Well, so sort of. um,
1: I thought Adam hates camping.
0: Adam hates camping. Adam stayed in an RV. Good for him. Yep. um,
1: He seemed smart.
0: Yeah. Uh, Michael stayed in a hotel with his dad.
1: Where did his watches stay?
0: Uh, Those stayed in the mini trailer that he hauls for the watches. Interesting. Yeah. Padlocked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um mm-hmm. he had a um a uh clock controlled lock. So it could only be unlocked at certain times. Nice. Yeah Good for him. Yeah, he's pretty fancy like that. Um and then um Robbie. Robbie and his girlfriend, uh, they camped in a tent. Um they put it on the side of a, at the bottom of a hill uh so their tent got a lot of water in it and at the f- and then they moved it on top of a trailer uh and then saturday night's rain was so bad that he just went and stayed in the in the uh rv
1: with adam <laughs> yeah well she sounds like a saint so good no she
0: was really cool it was the first time i met her and she was really really nice um she was good people we had a good time together um But yeah, uh, Jason Aldean was supposed to go on, and they got lightning on the stage, and they canceled it. And then we got to watch, like, thousands of people trying to leave the property all at once in a huge downpour of rain. So that was fun. This
1: is my nightmare on so many levels. Yeah. Like, not just with (laughs) the rain and the traffic, but, like, Jason Aldean, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jason Aldean is the the nightmare fuel for you? I'm
1: sure he's a lovely person. I just, like, if I was... Trapped in the rain in traffic, also at a Jason Aldean concert. I would yeah. be pretty upset.
0: Well, the they were a ton of the parking for them was in grass and which quickly turned into mud. Um so the next day there was a ton of vehicles just stuck. Ick. That couldn't get out. Um uh Michael and I went to go get grab some coffee and breakfast and uh it was just not fun we ended up uh running the schedule really fast to kind of keep things going and get out of there from the following up rain
1: well that sounds like a horrible camping experience
0: yeah i mean well i kind of enjoy that kind of stuff sometimes because it's just kind of like
1: building like, character
0: yeah uh like it added a hair to my chest uh, um, i had a know, lot of people that asked did you really camp in that and i was like yeah and they're like holy crap
1: i guess i'm just past the point in my life where like i need bragging rights on <laughs> that level
0: well, it was funny because um when Michael and I were going to do our breakfast run, we were watching a ton of like groups of people packing up their destroyed like campsites and stuff because the weather was so bad and like they're all covered in mud and everything. And we were just kind of like, you know, I never I never hit that phase in my life where like I wanted to just like go be miserable in a area for a weekend at a festival and like get completely obliterated and destroyed on drugs and completely i mean apparently covered you, in mud. you
1: kind of did though because you're like i kind of like camping like that where it's not ideal well
0: i mean there, i took a shower both nights during that weekend
1: that's such a low bar <laughs> <laughs> like truly the lowest bar
0: <laughs> i like to stay clean um yeah so harland park was cool uh and then uh we went to uh thompson in uh connecticut uh, that was another really cool track, is another one that had a an novel and a road course and um
1: a motorsports park also? Um Yes, that's their name. Well wh-
0: it is it yeah it is. It okay. is. That was rhetorical. Okay. Oh, Moving so. on. Okay. So <laughs> um the uh just shout out to all the people that came out and camped for that event. That was really, really cool. Um there was even some people playing beer pong, which I went and took part in. Randall came and hung out with us doing that. Um, that was a lot of fun to see going on. Uh just a lot of people just wanting to stay and be at the events. Um so that was really, really neat. And uh shout out to uh to Kathy uh for taking all of us full grown children on Kathy a Barnes. Uh-huh, on a uh ride in the golf cart to go get ice cream. I have uh, to say,
1: if you have never been on a golf cart with Kathy Barnes, then I, you cannot call yourself a true adgen- adrenaline junkie. Yes. You just can't. Like, that Like is some of the most thrilling times of my life, is being on the back of a, gol- a golf cart, hanging on for dear life.
0: Not to say that she is responsible for it, but two out of the top three most inebriated that I've ever been at a motorsports event also correlates with me being with Kathy in a golf cart. And I'm not saying that it's her (laughs) fault, but there is correlation.
1: Um, This isn't to say that Kathy is a terrible golf cart driver. No. She is incredibly effective, (laughs) but (laughs) you you will get your thrills for sure. (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, Thompson was really, really rad. Um, uh, She also has
1: the best puppy pictures. Oh, oh,
0: she had... um, Willie.
1: Wellie. Wellie. Ca- Kathy has a never ending stream of puppies that she like starts to train for service dogs. Yep. Oh my god, she's the best puppies.
0: Wellie was super expressive. Uh she was just super affectionate and she's the like the most adorable golden retriever puppy I've ever seen and uh it was amazing.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll hear no arguments that there are cuter puppies out there than her.
0: Um, I didn't um we didn't get this on the outline, but was there any, uh, besides REI, was there any uh, campy things that you, or outdoorsy things that you did since?
1: That I did? Yeah. I mean, you planes? know, I guess my grandmother lives on a farm in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And so that's what we did for our, like, 4th of July thing. You and sent your
0: dogs to live on the farm. we like to bring them because
1: they're city dogs and you know that's their one chance to see cows and you know gophers and uh chase rabbits and things like that but um like most of the south tennessee has experienced a super wet summer and so none of the tractors have been able to get out into the big fields Mm -hmm. and like you know mow them Mm -hmm. so there's like thistles that are six feet tall (laughs) on the field and you know, there's just no hope for anybody trying to get through that without getting all the ticks. So we kept them in the smaller cut fields, which was nice. Oh,
0: they didn't just go and disappear?
1: No, yeah, because I mean, if if you know, if Sonny goes out there, like he's the same color as the grass, we yeah. can just lose him and never see him <laughs> again. But uh, there were some really well-timed rabbits running across Ooh. and into the field that nearly Uh-oh. got him out past the fence line. But that's the closest I really came to to camping. I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Spent
0: a lot of times outdoor, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really nice to kind of get out there, and the cell phone service is just awful on the farm, which is so nice, because, like, you don't have to talk to anybody.
0: Except for the people that are there with you.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nice. Okay. Like, never-ending stream of barbecue and fried pies Mm -hmm. and... um, Wait, my family doesn't go anywhere without bringing a bunch of wine with them. So Can
0: we helps. rewind to the pies that are fried?
1: Fried pies. Have you never had a fried pie? I do
0: not know that was a thing.
1: I feel so bad for you.
0: What's a fried pie? What's
1: a fried pie? Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a smaller, like, you know, hand-sized pie and you fry it.
0: Is this like the, the fruit pies you buy at the grocery no. store?
1: No, no. Bite your tongue. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> what it's
1: nonsense sir You're so i've never better. heard of this i mean i guess it's like a similar idea but like a fried a true fried pie like that's just next level deliciousness
0: i didn't know how do i get one
1: i mean we're, we have to get you one now
0: can you make it
1: i don't have a deep fry oh, yeah i could probably make you one
0: you get like pan fried no i can make you a fried huh? pie really
1: i mean i'm not gonna but i could <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks
1: i mean it's a
0: lot of work am i gonna have to swing through tennessee on my way to kentucky
1: honestly you really should and i'll okay. give you the numbers and places you should, should I go just
0: kick in your grandma's door
1: she would be thrilled to see you
0: yeah would yeah. she make me a fried pie
1: she wouldn't make it for you she'd bet you one.
0: Oh, okay Or would,
1: she'd, she'd tell you where you can go get one would she
0: take for a ride in the rolls
1: uh i don't think he's he's up and running at the moment oh. i think he'd need a little work but the, ca- right. the cadillac's doing all right
0: talk about that Talk about what? The uh, well, your grandma owns.
1: Well, okay, so, <laughs> um, my grandfather was a car collector, particularly particularly of um British cars. Mm-hmm. So, at any given time, there were a handful of of Rolls Royces around, and um, one in particular was a '54 Silver Wraith with a parkward body, and it was just this gorgeous car it's navy blue it's just the pinnacle of just elegance in in british uh cars i think but i'm biased and it came with it came with this really nice like plaid like tartan blanket in the in the rear window uh-huh. but also in the rear window is a bullet hole from what we don't know
0: Ooh. yeah
1: yeah it's a big mystery um but it's character <laughs> yeah. But it's a right-hand drive and so uh the favorite pastime of my grandfather and grandmother <laughs> was to drive it through town and my grandmother would be driving.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh and my grandfather would ha- just have a newspaper up <coughs> in the passenger seat. And so they'd pull up to a stoplight and people would just <laughs> do double takes and so <sighs> Yeah. So among the um among the Rolls-Royces there were a handful of of E-types and um and a 61 Morgan plus four that is now with my brother getting restored. So that's the, pretty cool. the Silver Wraith is um, one that my family has, has kept a hold of since my grandfather passed. And uh, it drove my parents away from their wedding and uh, has been a really fun car for us to have for a while. But since, since moving from Atlanta, we haven't been able to keep it around a whole lot. So mm-hmm. it stays up at the farm in my grandfather's uh, massive garage so
0: that's pretty cool it's
1: pretty rad yeah
0: yeah I, know I was hoping to visit and meet her last year on my way to bowling green but that just didn't work out so i'll have to actually really make sure that i do that this year that'd be really you cool you
1: should she is awesome my grandmother yeah. is one of the coolest ladies on the planet
0: yeah i keep hearing really cool stories about her so i'll have to i have to uh Make sure that I do that.
1: Yeah. She'll tell you where to get a good fried pie and some Mm, good barbecue.
0: Fried pie. oh, barbecue and fried pie.
1: Yeah. We don't mess around.
0: Um, The other, well, something else that recently happened is uh, uh, your husband in Houston um, said that uh, his boss, Scott, (laughs) has offered the use of a camper.
1: Yeah. um, Scott apparently has, uh, I don't know if it's fair to say it's the Cadillac of campers
0: the roles of campers probably that,
1: apparently okay. this is like the end all be all of campers yeah
0: um <laughs> that it was um it was basically like a house on wheels um
1: which i mean i feel like if it's if you can say it's a house on wheels i feel like that is the bare minimum that a camper should be right
0: I, yeah i don't know i've been in some kind of crummy campers that i'd never be like this is like a house
1: i don't know then i would i would call it like a trailer if your house something.
0: was a double wide then yes
1: <laughs> um, so I've never seen this camper, but uh, I hear it talked about a lot and and Houston's kind of gauge on it all is um that this camper is so nice that their coworker Gabe will actually like go camping in it
0: I mean Gabe is very prissy or like like very, I don't think like
1: prissy is the right word not I think, prissy, but like uh, I think uh he likes his creature comforts mm, like okay. when they went camping he like have brought battery packs and stuff so that he could still like have his phone, which I don't think is totally unreasonable, but I think he was like concerned like, well, what if we lose power? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to do stuff on my phone if we don't have power? And Scott had to remind him that if they don't don't. have Wi-Fi, then he
0: can't do do stuff on your phone. Says the guy who, as he travels across the country has his phone with one service and then two hotspots with two different services. Yeah. So I can pretty much ensure that I have the cell coverage everywhere that i go and i don't think i've ever gone more than two and a half hours driving without any kind of cell coverage which is amazing
1: because anytime i call you it goes straight to voicemail like you don't have service
0: um
1: or like if i talk to you on the phone you're like constantly like
0: yeah it's just been really bad luck i think the last few times that we've like tried to do that like i'll be going around like mountains or through valleys and i'm like I keep getting out of line of sight of the towers. It would just be bad service for anybody.
1: So what John's not telling you all is that <laughs> this happens even when he's actually in the office, and I have to call okay, him about so like the actual work things. The
0: absolute worst place that I have coverage is the office we have in Topeka, and when I leave Topeka, my cell coverage gets way better. It is the worst in Topeka.
1: It's Seems like a major flaw of your phone coverage. Yeah,
0: I agree. Because
1: I never have these, <laughs> but apparently you do. I
0: don't want to name name names of companies, but it uh, uh, they're named after um, something that the British drink a lot.
1: <laughs> That's a thinker.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna,
1: I'm <laughs> not gonna news. Um, no, I think though, I guess circling back, <laughs> um, I think I have uh, my capacity for refing it is probably higher than Gabe's. Uh huh. But I don't know, like, I have it in my head that this is like the most gigantic camper of all time. Yep. Like, this is like the kind of camper that you don't really want to drive yourself, like, you want somebody to just drive for you. Just, you.
0: you just arrive in camp.
1: Well yeah, but like I mean, I feel like getting it wherever it's supposed to go is like the hard part.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh I hear that there's marble countertops.
1: I mean, I can deal with that, right? There's two fine.
0: there's an upper and a lower oven. Um, so you can cook a turkey and a and a pig. Amazing. Um there's um there's awnings on both sides.
1: But see then there's the other thing like you know, do Houston and I need all that space, right? Like,
0: Well, no. So you only do like four of the of the, uh, the push-outs. You, like, just, you have don't we, do all eight of them.
1: Have we like entered into more trouble than it's worth territory there?
0: For a camper? Yeah. Um, if you're kind of familiar with how they run, so, like pulling which, in with a camper. Which we're not. Let's right, but up. it doesn't take a ton to learn how to like really use one. And like depending on like what all you want to use, it's really not that bad. Because a lot of times, like, it can just be a matter of, like, if you're just going to stay where you're at, you don't even have to disconnect it from the truck.
1: Okay, so, uh tell me. y'all, yeah? Are you familiar with the Disney Channel movie Smart House from, like, back when we were kids?
0: That sounds familiar.
1: This house did everything, right? Like, How long ago was this? Oh, my God, like, 20 years ago, at least.
0: I think I remember that.
1: Oh man, it was so good. Anyway, so this this kid wins a house. And it's <laughs> like, it's a smart house. Okay. And, yeah, because kids can win. It's houses, a great premise. Right? Um, So he wins this house. And this house is so brilliant that all he has to do is like walk in the kitchen and say like, you know, it, the house has a name. I forget what it is. But, you know, I, I want a snack. Give me a snack. I want X, Y, and Z. And the house magically produces y- whatever he says. Are you
0: sure you're not talking about Star Trek?
1: I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. Was this Cuz I didn't watch Star Trek, but I know like the Was this, of this movie. Was
0: this uh What's the Will kids name? I don't know. Yeah, you do. The Formula Drift guy.
1: I don't think Will Wheaton drives drift at all.
0: Yeah, but Will Wheaton was a kid, so were you just watching uh
1: um, I will confess, you guys, and I'm sure we're going to get some letters about this. I only know who Will Whedon is because of the Big Bang Theory.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't know about Star Trek? Yeah. No, okay. I don't.
1: Um, Houston might know who Will Whedon's character was He on knows that who show. that is, for sure. You should ask him.
0: Houston, do you know who Will Whedon is from Star Trek? Yeah, he does. What's See? his
1: name on the show? She knows who Will Whedon is Big Bang. Right,
0: <laughs> but I can't remember his name in Houston the show. She says she knows who oh, Wesley Crusher. That's it. <laughs> Thank you.
1: See, he knew I only knew about it from Big Bang Theory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so... Uh, anyway,
1: no, I didn't see it on Star Trek. Um, it was definitely in a Disney Channel movie because then the house starts providing for this family and then the house like starts to feel feelings for the family Ooh. and then becomes this like overprotective mom. It's definitely uh-huh. like a robots take over the world kind of thing. And like that's the conflict in the story. So
0: like a it? 2001 Space Odyssey thing?
1: No, because, like, Hal wasn't really trying to, like, care for Dave. Uh-huh. Hal was just kind of, like.
0: Screw you, Dave.
1: Controlling. You're not my real Confining mom. Dave. Mm. I can't do that, Dave.
0: Beep, up.
1: Um. Anyway. But I, I feel like I just need somewhere in between, like, a nice tent and a smart house. And I just have visions of this camper being, like, the smart house. Okay. You know, like, yeah.
0: So, like, a pop-up? What? Like a pop-up camper. No. You said you wanted something between a tent. Oh, you're saying the in-between of a tent and the smart house is this camper.
1: Well, no, that's what I would want it to. Look, really and truly, like, I think the, the right answer here for me is, like, just get me, just get me, like, a cabin.
0: That's not camping i i agree that's 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 like that's like a a, it's like a rustic hotel
1: sure i would love that let's do that
0: (laughs) 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 would this cabin have uh, a bathroom yes will this cabin have ac yes and a g- stove and all that other stuff. I mean, I don't the need a it, I don't
1: need a stove if someone is going to bring me food. Oh, <laughs> like.
0: either stove or delivery service for you. Yeah, you know, I need a okay.
1: refrigerator to hold like beverages and snacks and things. Okay. But, so, like,
0: so this is what it would take to get you to go camping. But like,
1: I don't need a chef's kitchen at my fingertips, right? Like, what am I going to do with that?
0: Uh, make the smorgasbord stuff that we talked about.
1: Look, I mean, are we camping? Like, is it vacation or is it work? That's all I'm saying. Like, am I trying to relax? And if I'm gonna relax, like, I need a certain amount of things to relax.
0: Yeah, like ten different kinds of deli meats and twelve different kinds of cheeses.
1: I think that's just
0: you. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I love going camping like that. It's
1: uh, that's camping. It's, uh,
0: it's totally camping. You just need an extra cooler for all that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, like I, I'm happy to roast hot dogs on a fire. Like that's not a big deal. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like, I just don't want to be uncomfortable in the meantime, and fair I enough. don't want it to rain. And I'm just like, oh my god, we're screwed until yeah. we can leave in 48 hours.
0: Oh yeah, there was a ton of campers stuck at that thing. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Hard pass. And there was um like this intersection that everybody kept getting stuck in the mud. This like dirt intersection, mm-hmm. and so there was like. Everybody had to, like, power through it and sling mud everywhere. Um, but all the mud got slung onto a single camper. So there's this, there's this one camper trailer that was just caked in mud from all these people trying to get out of this one spot.
1: You're really not selling this experience for me.
0: That's, long. you know, it washes off.
1: So, I mean, while we were at REI, though, Houston found this... Uh, and everybody who actually camps is going to be like, well, yeah, of course that's a, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> but this bear-proof bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which, you know, just on a side note, I really want to know what the research and development was like for that. Like, do they just find a bunch of bears and, like, throw all their prototypes in with the bears <laughs> and just, like, see what happens? Whichever
0: one didn't get destroyed was the one.
1: Yeah, because if that happened, I I want to see that footage personally
0: well yeah so animals and bears are definitely a big issue on the when you're out camping i know that like when we hiked the uh when we backpacked the uh, appalachian trail um they had these uh cables set up with um hooks so you could take your food out of your bags and everything and you could sling your food up in the air um which is pretty common practice can't
1: bears Uh, just climb though
0: no so you like do it so it's like you do like so. If you did it on your own, you would be looking for like a branch of a tree that's like fifteen feet away from the mass of the tree, and then you sling it up like twenty feet in the air.
1: <sighs> it's just like like it's so much trouble.
0: Yeah, and then the, yeah, there's I mean yeah, backpacking is a lot of things going on. That's for sure. I won't I won't argue that, and that's why I don't do a lot of the backpacking myself because there's like. All the, there's just so many things that you have to deal with and like take care of. It's just like, I just want to like run around in the woods and then get to a place and throw up a tent and then go to sleep.
1: See, and like, I don't mind critters, right? Like critters are fine. Right. I deal with critters. Um, I just don't want to have to like pack all my food up and like find a branch that's 15 feet above me and then try to get it up into that branch. And then, like, sweat having to get it down when I'm hungry the next day.
0: True. I can totally appreciate I that. Just,
1: I think it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and I'd be really upset if, like, a bear ate, like, all my all my dilly meats.
1: I mean, like, you know, if the bear's hungry, fine. But, like, then I'm, I'm high and dry in the middle of the woods without any food. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it was funny to me to think about, like, somebody had to research and develop this product. And yeah. And then this is the thing that you need. And if you're camping all the time, you have to think about these bear solutions. Yeah. And while I was like researching uh, articles and fun news items for this recording.
0: So wait, are we getting into our content?
1: Hoo-hoo. Yes, we are. Okay. Content.
0: Content. Hey, it's content. La, 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 la. <laughs> oh it was a transition. It <laughs> was good. Thank you. That was really good. Yep, yeah, it's our in-house band.
1: Yeah, you should put that on your demo reel.
0: The the Berkey Berks.
1: The Berkey Berks?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a four-piece man.
1: Um I <laughs> don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I I stumbled across this article from a Kentucky news source about this man who uh found himself infected by this flesh-eating bacteria while camping. And I thought That sounds terrible. Oh my God, like bears, I thought were the worst thing that you had to think about while camping. And now this dude has this horrible, horrible flesh eating bacteria from camping. And he's kind of like talking about it in the article actually describes him as Kentucky man, which I thought was like, is this, is this better or worse than a Florida man? Um, I'm so sorry to my family in Kentucky, <laughs> but Wait,
0: can I divert for a quick second about a Florida man thing? I'm sure you will. Uh <laughs> 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 Well Jeez. Uh so there is a Florida man article that I've been getting tagged in a bunch. Um and the headline is Florida Man jumps Nissan Versa across river. And it was a dude that was like it you? No. It was a guy that was on the run from the cops and he jumps like a canal or something and destroys the car when it lands and he broke his back.
1: You know, God bless Florida and whatever laws they pass to, to you know, allow so much public access to their records. <laughs> um. <laughs> but anyway, this poor guy was talking about um, his experience, and he's saying, like, I've, I have been in countless swimming holes and creeks and rivers and, you know, wooded areas, and I have never had anything like this. And I feel like, I don't know if you had a swimming hole growing up, no. Or if you played in creeks and stuff, and this may surprise you, but uh, like I did, so <laughs>
0: did like
1: you? yeah, and so I was we, kind of like horrified at that moment. We
0: had a swamp. Great. And I would play in the swamp.
1: That's somewhat worse, I think.
0: Well, I mean, it kind of explains some stuff, probably. For well, some yeah, people. I think it does.
1: Yeah, it probably does.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> would like it would be like some would, like whenever it would rain, it would like flood and like get super deep and like. Sometimes my dog would get out and I had to go chase it around and like I'd be in like chest deep water as a kid. And we had like a bridge that somebody built to make it easier for us to get to school. Wow this sounds like I'm really in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to
0: build a bridge to make it easier for the children to get to school.
1: So they didn't have to wade across the swamp.
0: Yeah. Well, it was either that, or you had to fighting go fighting
1: possums and gators on the way. If,
0: if you built a bridge, the children could walk to the school. Without the bridge, you had to add two miles of walking because you had to stay with the roads. A
1: hill in the snow.
0: No, it ways. was flat. There was a hill, but like that's just what it was. That that bridge that. Person built in the neighborhood. Made okay, it way then I feel
1: like you should relate to this, right? Yeah. That, like, you know, if you think of all the questionable, you know, water sources that we've all been in as children, yeah. you're like, oh my god, how did I not get?
0: So a what was he? Bacteria? He was in a water hole.
1: Um, I'm not sure that they could identify the exact source of it, but I think that was his point, though, is that like I was just on this regular camping trip and this happened, and that's crazy because I've done so many other crazy, irresponsible things. Huh.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to like look at the article and see like any of the specific details. There's a bunch of gross photos. Oh man! Oh, it's in there. Who?
1: John's kind of squeamish about this stuff.
0: No, I'm, this isn't making me squeamish. I'm just like admiring like the photographs that they released of like the work that they did to like get all the dead stuff out. Wow. Yikes!
1: So I think it's kind of crazy though that like you know first you have to think about you know bears. <laughs> <laughs> And then flesh-eating bacteria, and it's like, you guys are just giving me all the reasons to not want to
0: camp. This doesn't sound like fun at all.
1: Yeah, you're having to overcome a lot of stuff to convince me that this is fun.
0: Yeah, that's some some bad stuff right there. (laughs) Houston brings up a good point.
1: Bears beats flesh-eating bacteria.
0: Yeah, or like, you know they use maggots for that stuff? To Look, like clean man, it up.
1: If you honestly, if I am so far gone that you have to put maggots on me, just shoot me. <laughs> just shoot me.
0: <laughs> it's something that they use regularly for like uh dying <laughs> like for people like diabetes and all kinds of other stuff.
1: Maggots or leeches?
0: Maggots. They eat the uh the necrotizing back uh, um tissue.
1: I my point's still. And they stands. don't
0: uh they use like a specific type that generally doesn't eat regular tissue.
1: My point still stands. Okay. <laughs>
0: <Like>. Noted. If <laughs> India, if the doctors recommend India uses maggots for treatment, take her out back. Take her to the farm.
1: Anyway, switching gears. Um, I feel like every time I look for uh, the latest in camping news. hmm there's always an article from some source about glamping, and it's not just like a "here's what's new in glamping" kind of thing, because I feel like there's always a new development in glamping. But it's glamping is the newest trend in camping.
0: Like it's a bad thing?
1: No, like it's it is announcing this like it's news. Okay. That the concept of glamping is this crazy new thing that people are trying and having so much fun with, and yeah. it's like glamping. I feel, has been around for a good while. Yeah. Like, definitely more than a decade.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's. I would agree that there's been some form of glamping always. Yeah. Uh, some sort of arrive-in-camp setup thing for all kinds of stuff. But the, I don't think
1: glamping is just arrive-in-camp, though. I think glamping is, like, next level.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, like... Like, if you have I,
1: glassware, like, and you have stemware. When I,
0: when I say arrive-in-camp, I mean, like, you just need to get there and everything's taken care of. Uh, not like you just drive up to a spot and that's where you set up your tent. Like the tent, everything is there. You just have to arrive with yourself and your clothes.
1: I still think that's and like a money. broad spectrum. Like
0: and money.
1: Cause if I show up somewhere and someone has a tent set up for me and like a sleeping bag and you know, like,
0: yeah, then it's just kind of like summer solo camp.
1: cups for me to use. Like that's just like, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think the degree of being able to pull that off has probably like really accelerated in the last like decade.
1: Sure. I just think it's funny that people keep telling uh, people keep writing articles that are like glee because this new thing. <laughs> it's like no, no, we've all been on board with you this. You think it's just
0: like like somebody like gets a job as like the lifestyle writer for like a blog and then they go to a festival and then they see this clamping thing and they're like, "Oh, that's a thing! I should write about it." Like I would
1: hope, it's a little more along the lines of. Do you Do you remember back a few years ago when this sweet little lady who was writing for the small newspaper in a small town in the Pacific Northwest reviewed the Olive Garden that had just opened up in her <laughs> no. new town, and she she <laughs> wrote this. It's so sweet <laughs> and so good and so pure. She wrote this like glowing review of Olive Garden. <laughs> what? Because she'd never. It finally came to her town, and she'd never been to one before. And like suddenly, there's this really nice Olive Garden, and she reviewed it. She was the the critic for their local paper, and she reviewed this Olive Garden and gave them this glowing review.
0: Um. So just real quick, for. If you're in a town so small that you get an Olive Garden and that's like a big deal, how is there enough stuff for your local newspaper to have a critic who is able to regularly make content for your newspaper? Like, if you're that small, at most you have 10 restaurants. So does she just write...
1: I don't think it was so small that, like, uh, my grandmother's town is pretty small, but they have enough restaurants that they could probably sustain a weekly or, like, every other week column reviewing restaurants. Okay. And it would still be a big deal if, like, an Olive Garden came and opened up.
0: All right. I guess I'm just really uh, underestimating the size of a town that Olive Garden needs to be able to create one.
1: I mean, I think for a lot of people, though, like if, you know, if you live in a small town and then like a big chain, like an Olive Garden comes and you don't have that many Italian restaurants in town anyway. Right. Like, I think that's a big deal. Okay. Like, suddenly it's like, here's this massive restaurant that we can go to any night of the week and get a table and it's fine. Like. Right. You know, I'm sure there's more than one other Italian restaurant in my grandmother's town, but there's only one that I can think of off the top of my head. And it's maybe. Olive Garden. No, it's like 30 seats, right? So if an Olive Garden opened up, that would be a big deal.
0: Yeah, but like Olive Garden's 30 seats is like 90 seats anywhere else. What? They have, You don't know about their chairs?
1: Anyway, I don't. I think they, I've I've been to an Olive Garden maybe five times <laughs> in my entire life.
0: Olive Garden has like super extra wide chairs, and they're all on wheels.
1: Is it because they have never any breadsticks? And that's Yep. Major? Well, so I have to say, though, I, um, my first job out of college was traveling as a leadership consultant for my sororities headquarters, and so I was in all kinds of college towns across the U.S. and Canada, and it is the responsibility of the chapter that is hosting you to feed you that week, which <laughs> the stories I could tell you... <laughs>
0: Are we going to get an awesome sorority <laughs> Hallow story?
1: So some, I was I Like was a Stacy
0: and never-ending breadsticks incident?
1: I was at a small college town, and I'm not going to say where, and <laughs> the girls were really excited because they were like, we've got this really great place we're going to take you to tonight.
0: Oh. It's really
1: authentic, <laughs> and it's Italian. And it's so good. It's like our favorite place to go to when something big's happening. And like, bless their hearts. They they meant it. They they, really did.
0: And they always have Tiffany sort of Italian sounding last name. No. Be the one that orders because she's the most Italian. That's not how that worked. Oh, okay. It wasn't that bad. No. Don't be rude.
1: Anyway. No, they, they were so excited, and they informed me that it was the Olive Garden, <laughs> and they were so pumped to bring me to the Olive Garden, and so I, at this point, had never been to an Olive Garden, and I was <laughs> really excited for them, because they were just so happy. And um,
0: Is that kind of like being like, I'm going to take you to get the best ribs ever, and then you end up in, like, an Applebee's?
1: Oh my God, do they sell ribs?
0: They probably sell some sort of ribs. If
1: you're going to get ribs at a chain, why aren't you going to Chili's?
0: But it was kind of the same equivalent reaction of like the, like, oh, we're going to go to this really great authentic Italian place. We're going to Olive Garden.
1: Well, no, they were just so sincere about it. Like this woman who wrote the review of Olive Garden. She was, she was genuinely thrilled with her experience at Olive Garden. And so the review just goes viral. Right. (laughs) And, and this poor woman is just like, I don't know why everyone's saying things about this. I just really liked it and thought I should say something nice yeah, about well, it. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, you know, no matter like how anybody might knock any of the big restaurant chains out there, uh, I think that no matter what they're working with, if the staff's really good, you're going to have a great experience. Yeah. And, and I that's mean, probably what that was. Let's
1: be real. Like, Olive Garden is, is, is solid food. Like, if, yeah. you just, if you just need a lasagna. So by all my, means. Okay.
0: So here's my problem with Olive Garden is that if I go to Olive Garden, I'm not going to come out for three hours and I'm going to hate myself for a week.
1: Really? Like, do you not have any self-control?
0: It's like, you know, like when <sighs> not in a situation like that. So that's why I just don't go. Okay. You know, like I have enough self-control to know that I shouldn't put myself in that situation. It's like if you're an alcoholic, don't go to a bar. You know, like, I'm just not going to put myself in that sort of situation.
1: Anyway, all this to say, <laughs> I sincerely hope that the people who are writing these um, glamping is the latest thing. Yeah. And camping articles in 2019. I would assume that they are just the same level of preciousness as this dear sweet lady in the Pacific Northwest writing about the Olive Garden that opened up in her hometown.
0: Oh, yeah. That would be nice.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Uh so you're our our, our this episode's uh no keeper. Where are we at next?
1: Oh, uh what would it take to get India to go camping? Oh, is okay.
0: Is that is that a new segment?
1: Apparently it's our last one note that I have on. Oh, it.
0: okay. So it needs a new song. What would it take to get India to go camping? <laughs>
1: um I guess it's weird that this is a segment now. Uh, Well, we kind of
0: got into it earlier.
1: I feel like this has become a running thing amongst my friend group as they listen to this podcast. Hi, friends.
0: Hi, friends. (laughs) You don't have friends.
1: That is so rude. (laughs) You have met my friends, sir.
0: Yeah, they're really great. Shout out to, uh, oh, uh, shout out to at Dallas. On Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Jake took our pictures at REI with this awesome new camera that he actually bought for his trip to Japan coming up and he's just testing it out. Yeah.
0: And I'm kind of disappointed because my favorite photo is of of the photographs that he took. I'm not in. It's the candidate of uh, you and his <laughs> wife, Sarah. Yeah. It's just super adorable.
1: Um, so I sent her Sarah a text last night. I guess um, we'll post this picture somewhere. I don't know where you guys can see stuff like that. But um, Sarah and I are sitting in this one tent that REI had on display. And we're just chatting about God knows what. And um, we just look so happy to be with each other. But we're in a tent and so I sent Sarah this message last night because Sarah is not one for camping either. But she, I said, you know how I know we're best friends because we look so happy <laughs> to be in this tent together.
0: Yeah, no, you guys are really cute.
1: She is amazing. But um, if you guys are ever in Dallas and you're looking for places to go eat, you should mm-hmm. follow Jake's account, Jake Eats Dallas, on Instagram. Yeah, and if you're
0: ever if you're ever unsure about uh, my cooking abilities, uh, just check out his review of the gumbo that I cooked for him.
1: Oh yeah, you did make mm-hmm. really good gumbo for him. Thanks. What was that New Year's? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, what would it take to get India to go camping? I mean, <sighs> the puppers.
1: I don't know. I feel like I would just because Sunny's a flight risk. Like if he sees something furry mm. that he can eat, like he's gonna run for it. Okay. So I feel like taking the puppers wouldn't be ideal. Like Molly would be fine because Molly's twelve and she's just kind of like, look, I'm just here to have fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just, just um, I, feel chill, like,
1: I feel like for me, I would not be in the summertime in Dallas.
0: Oh, no. Or Texas. That's literally anywhere talk. in Texas. Nobody really wants to do that. No. Only crazy people. So,
1: I mean, it has to be a climate where uh, the weather isn't super extreme. Yeah. And uh, rain is not a factor in this. I, I don't want rain.
0: I I think these are just pretty regular standards for most people that camp.
1: Cool. It gets better. Um <laughs> 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 um, I know people are super into, uh, camping in the woods, but for me, I would at least want to be in a clearing where I could see stars. Yeah. Cause the few times I've slept outside was, um, at camp Michael in North Georgia mm-hmm. and it wasn't so much camping as it was. Hey kids, um, we're all going down to the soccer field and we're going to lay out a bunch of tarps and you're going to put your sleeping bags on top of that. And we're just going to sleep outside.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: It was fine. It was fine. So you wake up, you end up waking up, or I ended up waking up at like 2 in the morning um, because, you know, sleep is hard. Yeah. (laughs) And I would look up at the stars, and you could like actually see the Milky Way, which is like the Uh, craziest thing if you've never seen it. Or like when you do get to see it, like with your own eyes and not some like, you know, crazy photo that's been layered on top of other photos on Reddit, you know, like. You're just like, "Oh my god, like that's the, that's the coolest thing I have ever seen." And yep. that's pretty rad. So I would want to be somewhere where like if I'm going to sleep outside, yeah. that I can actually look up at the stars.
0: I so so far you really haven't hit any outrageous things.
1: Cool. We're just getting warmed this up. This
0: is pretty standard. Pretty standard. Okay.
1: For me, <laughs> I feel like having adequate bathroom facilities is really important. Okay. Like I, I just, I don't want to have to, like, walk out into the woods and, like, find a place. Okay. You know, like, and I think that's kind of, like, where some of the barriers are because, like, my friend, one of my friends who is an avid camper is like, well, there's some of that have, like, public bathrooms for you to go into. and It's kind of like, I mean, sure, but I don't know. I, I want my own bathroom. It. And that's kind of where we get into this, like, gray area of, like, are you camping or are you in a cabin? And then... If given the choice, I would I would rather be in a cabin.
0: So why not just have a camper with a toilet?
1: I, don't, I feel like that's never that never works as well as people want it to work, right?
0: Well, I think that the biggest gripe about them is probably size, and like their flushing capacity. But you're a small person,
1: so we don't need to get into this at all. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the creature comforts of a cabin, like you know, having a functioning shower with Temperature control. Yeah. You know, having a nice clean bathroom to use. Yeah. Like, those are all things that are important to me. And, you know, I don't want to be hot when I'm trying to sleep.
0: That is a very fair concern.
1: I can deal with being cool while I'm trying to sleep. I don't want to be cold. Because that's, like, the fastest way to make me upset is to make sure I'm cold. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just not down for it.
0: I... Again, I don't think that these are very outrageous demands.
1: I don't like bugs.
0: Okay, that might be kind of a deal
1: yeah. Breaker. Critters are fine, bugs are not. Well, and really like I know, feel like to have go to like, the right climate. To have a comfortable camping experience, I feel like you need a significant amount of equipment and for me the investment of it isn't worth sacrificing just like paying for a cabin. Like if Fair I'm gonna enough. pay all that money anyway, like just give me a cabin, it's fine. <laughs>
0: I think that if you lived in a different part of the country, you'd probably be much more willing to go camping.
1: Like what part of the country?
0: Like in the northeast or even the... Where it's cold? Well, no, you go there during the summer. Like I was just in Maine two weeks ago and it was amazing. Really good weather and the bugs weren't bad.
1: I don't know, I feel like I'm just, like, just give me a cabin. Like, I don't think that's crazy. Like, it's, like <laughs> there are a lot of people out there.
0: What about, like, uh, a tent outside of a cabin? And then you can go use the bathroom. You can get that's a fridge and stuff like that.
1: I mean, at that point, like, give me a cabin. But then, like, you know, 25 yards outside of the cabin, like, set up a campfire. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. If there's a clearing around there, then maybe we can go look at stars over there. Right? But, like, just give me a cabin. Just give me a cabin. <laughs>
0: I think that there might be certain versions of, like, some overlanding that you might be into.
1: I don't know what that means. Uh,
0: Overlanding is where you have these, like, trail rigs that you drive, uh, like, uh, trucks with pop-ups and some trailers and stuff. And you go, like, off-roading. And then you just, like, go to the middle of nowhere and then you set up camp there. But, like, because you're running off of vehicles and stuff like that... You can still run AC, you can still have, like, your own bathroom and all this other stuff. But you're just, like, in a super remote area, so then you can very easily see the stars and everything.
1: Won't that upset the local critters? No. I don't know. I just... <sighs>
0: that might be your thing.
1: It's like I said on our last recording. And then he like, going get to go on an adventure. I, I don't need... I don't need the bragging rights of enduring adversity while I camp, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm past the point in my life where I think it's cool to have like battle stories like that, you right. know? And you know, if I camp in a more glamping sort of situation, like I'm not gonna claim that I can like climb Everest because I'm an <laughs> avid camper. Yeah. Like that, that kind of street cred is not important right. to me. So,
0: okay, fair enough. I
1: don't know. I just want to be comfortable, man. That's all I want. <coughs> and I want food. And I don't have to worry about bears coming after my food. And I don't want to get eaten alive by bugs. Fair enough. Snakes and lizards are fine. Like, I'm down. It's cool. But, like, I don't know. Bugs, I'm just not here for. Spiders, ick.
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody likes spiders.
1: Uh, You know, John Krolowitz actually likes spiders. Really? Yeah. So, the first time I ever stayed... In the Duncan house in Topeka. Do you mean
0: John Kerfuffleupagus?
1: John Snuffleupagus?
0: John Kerfuffleupagus? Kerfuffles.
1: Um, Yeah. He had to come get a brown recluse spider out of the shower that I was about to step into. Mm -hmm. It's like freaking out. It's this huge spider.
0: Gross. Well, I think it looks like we're, uh, we're running a little long. So I think we should go ahead and start wrapping this up. You got anything else?
1: Well, no, that was kind of abrupt, though. Good for you.
0: Okay, well, I just gotta make sure we don't run long, Kill, destroy anybody I with the length of our podcast.
1: I mean, it's our podcast,
0: right? But it's, it's like we are like we should just do a half hour, and we're already re- we're at like an hour. Ew, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry, guys.
0: Yeah. Hope so. you didn't
1: have anywhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the
0: beauty of podcast. You can like pause. We're not doing a live podcast yet.
1: That is true. Jake asked me about that. And I told him that we're not that cool yet.
0: Oh, well, Well, you know, once we get enough fan base with enough demand, we might start doing that. Or we just do like the GRE and just freaking from the very beginning, just start doing it.
1: Yikes. Anyway, so special thanks to JakeEatsDallas Mm -hmm. on Instagram and the REI in Dallas for tolerating our nonsense while they were trying to do inventory.
0: Yep. Uh, uh, Are you going to be anywhere cool in the next month?
1: I mean, I have a bachelorette party in Virginia to go to. We're going to kayak and look at dolphins, which I'm pretty stoked about. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty outdoorsy. We're we're staying in a hotel, though, so I feel like we can't (laughs) claim any sort of camping cred there. But uh, I'm definitely kayaking, like the most outdoorsy kind of person. I don't have kayak shoes, which apparently a thing.
0: What? um, Are those like water shoes?
1: I don't know. Frankly, Sarah and I are still trying to figure it out, but um, hopefully we'll survive anyway. That's two weeks from now, so I'll um, report
0: back. Okay. So if anybody's in Virginia in two weeks from uh, now, uh, feel free to meet up with India out there and check out the <laughs> bachelorette party and go see the Dolphins. Woo-hoo! Um, I will be at Gingerbread uh, for the Next Time Trials National Tour, and then uh, I'm going to be in Lincoln for Solo Nationals. And uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky for Time Trials Nationals. Where
1: does the time go?
0: It, oof, this has been a summer, let me tell you. Woohoo! It y- you would think that driving across the country a few times would just take super long time, but apparently that this uh, boop, it's all done. Amazing. Oh, and I'll be hanging on the Chicagoland area for the next uh, three or four weeks.
1: Oh yeah, super rad. Good
0: and for uh, you. supposed to do a recording with um, uh, Slip Beagle slip eagle yep and mr adam jubay
1: rad thank you so look
0: forward to that coming out
1: i'm really excited for that actually
0: uh thanks everybody for listening and hopefully we get another episode out uh pretty soon
1: bye friends thank you
0: bye